Hello, everyone. Welcome back to 60 Minutes Spill. We are here with Cassie today. Hello, Cassandra. How are you? Hey, I like how you um, went from like, we're here with Cassie. Say hello, Cassandra. <laughs> I have to address all your personalities and I let know. them know that they're all welcome I'm also here. Casey, so she'll <laughs> pop up soon. And Patricia's here again. <laughs> Hey guys, we are so happy to be back. This is officially episode number two. We're on episode number two. Today we are discussing protecting your peace and I have been dishing out a few slides of content talking about ways that you can protect your peace, that you can create it in your life. And after having this deep conversation with Taylor last night where I got a little emotional. Everyone got a little emotional. We had our own private spill session. It was so therapeutic. We touched on the fact that it's not that easy to protect your peace. And we'll get a little more into that here in a minute. Um, but I want y'all to know that like, I'm aware of that. And so when I'm creating these slides and I'm like releasing content to you guys, and especially my 60 minute Sundays that I'm kind of really trying to make a thing, um, I truly do believe that setting the tone for your week on a Sunday can transform your Monday morning. And so I really have adopted that in my own life and it's been helpful. Um, and I'm hoping that that mental preparation can be helpful to some of you. I know it won't be helpful to everyone, but even if it's one or two of you guys that find it helpful, that's all I'm aiming for. So anyway, again, today we are here to talk about the importance of protecting your peace. Let's just start with the definition of peace. Casey, how would you describe a peaceful life? Oh, a peaceful life for me would be living on a beach <laughs> with margaritas in my hand and a cabana boy fanning me because it's hot as shit here in Galveston <laughs> <laughs> and reading a book, like and just listening to the waves like that's peaceful to me. Yes. And you know what? That's peaceful to me as well. I know this the is cabana boy. <laughs> the cabana boy. <laughs> I have my own cabana boy, but who knows? He might quit on me. So I might have to adopt one out there. But believe it or not, some people are not beach people. I know that sounds insane, but some people don't like sand. Some people don't like the heat. Yeah. You know, I love the feeling of the sun on my skin, even when I'm feeling really anxious, you know, I work from home. So some days I don't see sunlight unless I intentionally go outside and seek it. And just something about like that change in temperature and granted, I'm only out there for like five, 10 minutes until I start to like <laughs> overheat, but right. you know, just that vitamin D, you know, it really helps and it really calms your mind and, um, who doesn't love going out there and getting a good tan. So that sounds absolutely peaceful and unrealistic because we can't do that every single day. Not all of us have the luxury of living on a beach like you do, but you work, you can't be out there doing that and enjoying those things yeah. as much as you didn't, you wish you could. Um, and so that means that we have to find ways to create peace in our day-to-day -day busy lives, like in the midst of all the chaos, all the responsibilities that are, you know, constantly tackling us and it's tough. It's tough. So aside from, you know, finding time to escape away to the beach and doing things of that nature, what do you do at home? How do you cultivate peaceful vibes in your home or even during your work day? Like, what do you do to keep yourself grounded and sane? I like a good clean space. So 
if my area that I'm in at the moment, if it's messy, I'm like not peaceful. (laughs) I, yeah, I just need it to be clean. I need it to smell good. Um, so if it's not, I make it that way so that I can enjoy my space and be at peace. Like, especially like my bedroom, my favorite time of the day is like nighttime Mm -hmm. because I'm done with the gym. I just finished eating, took a hot shower and I come to my bed, turn a candle on, like turn my jazz music on, read a book. I put away technology because sometimes I'll catch myself like doom scrolling and Mm -hmm. I'm just scrolling and this light is in my face. And then I try to close my eyes and fall asleep and it's impossible. So I really try my best to not use my phone at night or like right before bed. Right. Um, And that's when I find myself just like so Zen and lost in the sauce. (laughs) Yes. That sounds amazing. And for anyone else. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds that sounds very peaceful. I was literally like imagining myself and like getting lost in in that, (laughs) in that little routine. And I'm just like, Oh, Hey, like, let's come back to reality. Cause that doesn't happen in your life. Iris. That's Casey's life. And it doesn't, right. It doesn't happen for everybody. Like not, I don't have kids. Like I have a cat, so I don't have to walk him. Like, you know, my day is like very easy towards the end of the day. Cause I'm just focused on me, but you still manage to prioritize yourself when people who don't have kids tend to overfill their schedules. Do you realize that? Like, I think it's a beautiful thing that you spend time with yourself because I feel like there are some people out there who could agree that they don't have kids or they're not in a relationship and they still can't find time for themselves. As I took some of the polls and I asked, you know, do you struggle to find time for yourself? I was surprised at how many people answered yes, that they do struggle to find time for themselves. And it's people that I know personally that don't have families yet. Life is demanding. It doesn't matter. You know, obviously it's more demanding when you do have a family to care for, but you have to prioritize that time. Like peace is not something that comes naturally. It's something that you have to create, you know, and if you, the opposite of peace is conflict, right. Or in the worst cases, war, right? So anytime you are at war with yourself, your peace is being compromised. It's your responsibility to protect it. It's your responsibility to recognize when life is becoming too chaotic and like outside things are affecting you to the point where you're like, dang, I haven't even had a moment of peace in the past two weeks. Like I need to really stop overfilling my weekend schedule and take some time, you know, or whenever your days off are like, stop booking back-to-back things or whatever it is that you do to like, keep yourself busy. Maybe don't do that. You know, maybe take a step back and realize like, I haven't really spent time with myself and utilized my quiet time to really just ground myself and, you know, catch up on some (laughs) quiet time and stuff like that. So obviously, you know, circling back to what I was talking about with my conversation with Taylor, where she said, great, that sounds like, you know, so easy, but for people like me, that can also sound like torture. Like I'm not the kind of person that likes to sit in my feelings for long periods of time because of certain mental health struggles that I deal with, like anxiety or overthinking and, um, shout out to Taylor for like having this incredible conversation with me. Um, unfortunately she is packing up for like a trip this weekend. I mean this week. And so she couldn't hop on with us today, but 
always sharing her <laughs> insightful, um, you know, perspective. And like, I just appreciate her so much for that because it's absolutely true. And I appreciate people calling me out on that because it is true. Like you share right. all these helpful little tips and ideas, but like, that's not realistic for some people. And for some people that's not peaceful. That doesn't bring them. Yeah. Peace. Some she, people go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. She's able living with her. I've learned that I can't always say like, we'll just do it. Yeah. If you just, I'm like, maybe just go take a hot shower and, you know, put some lotion on and clean your room and do this and do that. And she's like, yeah, like that sounds great, but yeah, that doesn't mean that I can physically do it right now. Like that's yeah. just not where my head space is, you know, yeah. everything you know? is not for everyone. And, you know, the very first thing that you mentioned of when I asked you what brings you peace is like having a clean space, you know, making sure everything feels nice and like calm. And my best friend, Sarah, I was actually talking to her about what brings her peace. She's like, I'm not going to call her OCD, but like she has this thing for like floors, like clean floors. She cannot not, (laughs) she loves a clean floor. It gives her, you know, and she has children, she has pets and you cannot get that woman to just sit down. She's constantly sweeping, constantly mopping. She has guests over. She's like, just give me a minute. And she's like, they're sweeping and mopping. Like it steals her peace. Like seeing her house in disarray steals her peace. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. I don't think it's rude. I feel like it's something that she needs to do to keep herself, you know, yeah. from freaking out or flipping out internally. And I respect that. And so for me, it's the same thing. Like with my kids, when their toy room is a mess, I'm like constantly there and, you know, Aubrey, my oldest daughter is like, what's the point? They're going to tear it apart and it's going to be a mess in (laughs) like 30 minutes. It's going to be a mess in 30 minutes. Like, why do you even do it? I'm like, I don't care if I just like see it all together for a little while. I know that I did it and I can just have peace of mind that it's done. And, you know, I have to do it every day. I have to do it. And so, um, they're just things that bring us peace. And for any parents that are out there listening, Um, it's funny because you read down the list and you're like, take a hot bath and, you know, um, read a book and it's like, okay, great. Are you going to come and watch my kids for me for 60 minutes so that I can, you know, have some time for myself? Like, (laughs) like, no, yeah. A lot of times you put the kids to bed and you have dishes to wash or you have, you know, laundry to do, or you have other responsibilities or, I mean, for the love of God, you might want to just sit and talk to your spouse and silent for a minute, you know, much less find time for yourself to be alone. So I completely understand. But what I need people to realize is spending time working on yourself and taking care of yourself is a sacrifice. And it's a sacrifice for the people around you. Like they need to understand how important it is for you to take care of you, you know, and I'm really grateful that I'm in a relationship where when my piece is <laughs> being disrupted, um, it, it shows and he knows. And so we take care of each other in that sense of it's like, if you need to get out for a minute, like go, you know, go take care of yourself yeah. and like, go do that for yourself. But I'm perfectly aware. Not everyone has that in a relationship. And we haven't always had that in our relationship. It's taken years for us to be able to respect each other in that manner. And I feel like in marriages or in friendships, like that should be the ultimate goal is you know, respecting each other's peace, you know, making sure that this other person that you care about is always in a stable, you know, mindset where they're being nurtured and cared for. And, and, you know, you're not a person that's just stealing their peace. So I, yeah, absolutely agree. 
yeah. So yeah, all those things are just, you know, ways that you can kind of acknowledge when you need to, you know, take a moment to slow down, start setting those boundaries um, and acknowledging when something is missing or like your gut is telling you, like, I really need to slow down and take some time for myself and, and listening to yourself because um, who better to trust than you, you, you only, you know, your limits is my point. And so um, going back to <laughs> what your definition of peace is, it kind of sends me into the question of what is it that seals your peace? Because a lot of these things are beyond our control, our jobs, our responsibilities, our families, a lot of the things we just discussed. Um, and then there are people and things that are in your control, like things that you can actually remove if you choose to do so. Yeah. But sometimes we don't. <laughs> sometimes we just get stuck in those uh, situations. Here we go. And like these situations. <laughs> Well, it's because like, I wasn't always at peace. Like I wasn't always like this. I feel like just recently I was like, okay, we feel better now. Right. Like, and just like looking back and thinking I was like miserable for a little bit. And, um, when I say miserable, I mean, maybe not miserable. Cause I was doing it to myself, yeah. <laughs> but like, I remember, um, being in this situationship and um I'd be in the car with this guy and uh, he would leave his phone in the car while he went to the store or whatever he was doing right and it would be going off and I'm trying my best not to look at it because yeah. <laughs> everyone gets that urge you're like okay who's texting what's going on you're trying you know, your best it, you're trying your best not to let it steal your peace is what yeah. you're trying to yeah it, yeah I'm really trying. I'm, like, I'm having a good time I'm not going to let someone on his phone pop up, like piss me off. Like I'm yeah. really going to do my best. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had this gut feeling mm -hmm. and I would have it. And every time it was just no matter what, even if it was like his mom, like anytime his phone went off, like my stomach would like, cr like crumble or curl up. And yeah. I just wanted to like vomit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a horrible feeling. So anyways, it took me a while and I put my, I, stayed in that situation because I was like when the phone's not going off like I'm doing fine like this is great right but anytime it did I was like okay so finally after a couple more gut-wrenching situations I was just like I cannot do this anymore and then once I was released from that I felt I mean it hurt in the beginning but after that I was like oh my god I feel so much better I can breathe when yeah. someone's phone goes off I'm not like freaking out yeah. um but yeah that's what stole my peace is phone okay so do you know how common <laughs> that is do you know how many people are in relationships that have no peace because of trust issues or yeah. disagreements and it's not always infidelity or like you know intimate trust issues it can be a number of things it can be financial struggles that they're going through like are you being honest about where you're putting the money right. and you know, managing things and you know family right. family struggles like co-parenting situations that you know your children spend half of their life with another parent and you don't always know what's going on there are so many situations that steal our peace that are beyond our control but situations right. like this and relationships like this where you know you're saying that you lived for the happy moments 
those were moments where you were in peace, where you guys were happy and you didn't have those concerns or questions. Right. Right. Um, and then when they would arise, your peace was gone, you know, and that fluctuation is what keeps you in those situationships that we've been talking about (laughs) because it's like, well, when it's good, it's really good, you know? And when it's, when it's bad, yeah. When it's bad, it's like, I'm not at peace. Like I'm just, you're in conflict. You're at war with yourself. Like, why do I do this? I, you know, am I happy? Am I not? And that's kind of what we were leaning, you know, leading into next. Um, and for those of you who are invested in that conversation, like in terms of like infidelity and cheating, I I did mention on my stories on the 60 minutes bill, uh, Instagram page, like we are going to have a whole episode coming up soon about cheating and the who's the what's the why and all that. And I think it definitely deserves its own episode and we're definitely going to make that happen. Um, we've all been cheated on. (laughs) So fret not it is coming. We will have that episode. Um, but in the meantime, how this ties into protecting your peace is what steals your peace and why do you allow it? Like those situations that you can change. Why do you? Yeah. And I think it goes in the same way with like me trying to tell someone else like, well, why don't you just take a hot bath? You'll feel so much better. Mm -hmm. When I was in the situation, my friends would be like, why don't you just leave him Mm -hmm. and it? And I'm like, no, it's not that easy. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, you know, try and tell someone to do something uh to make them feel at peace like it's just it's the same thing it's so much easier said than done and not only yeah and then you have this dire need to be in control of the situation so it's like no when it's good it's good and I can make it be good all the time you know like there is a way but (laughs) if I don't look at the phone it's great yeah and it's like ignorance is bliss in that moment but like no. no, ignorance means you're ignorant, you know, and that's yeah, not absolutely. a recipe for success, like in a relationship or situationship, whatever you want to call it. So do you want to constantly live your life without peace? Like, no, nobody no, can. Hell live. no. Yeah. And so again, my point is that there are enough factors in our lives that are beyond our control that steal our peace on the fucking daily that we cannot change because we've got to make a living. We go to work every day, right. And deal with Mm -hmm. enough workplace drama sometimes, or I don't know if you're in customer service or if you're in healthcare and you have, you know, bitchy patients, bitchy customers, like you already have so much outside negativity coming in that you can only block so much. So again, those relationships that you choose, like, make them worthwhile, you know, like the people that you let into your life, like, don't let them steal your peace, like make sure that they're relationships that are bringing you peace, like giving you reasons to feel a sense of calmness and enjoy your life and where you can share laughs. And, you know, again, this also ties back into like outgrowing friendships. We didn't cover a lot about other ways you can outgrow a friendship that also ties into protecting your peace. What about friendship betrayals? You know, what about toxic friends? I know that the word toxic is more popular than ever. We have all started recognizing, you know, toxic behaviors and people that we're in relationships with that applies to friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses, um, relatives, uh, you know, just you name it we've seen those behaviors in people that we have in our lives. And 
another part of protecting your peace is recognizing those red flags in these people, in these relationships, and asking yourself why you keep these relationships going. You know, um, clearly, Cassie, like this person that you were involved with had a lot of little red flags that he was waving around. <laughs> there were so many red flags, but I thought it was a circus. So I stayed. <laughs> I just see red and I just think I'm at Target. So I get a little distracted. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is, are we going to play games here? Do I win prizes? I won nothing. I lost at everything. <laughs> stupid games win stupid prizes. <laughs> I know. But yeah, no, I saw... Not only did I see the red flags, but my friends saw the red flags and they were like, okay, girl, we know you're smarter than that. And I just look like Bozo the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not the only one. You're not the only yeah. one. There are plenty of people out there who have been tricked into toxic relationships. Right. And, um, you know, who have unfortunately, you know, given complete access to themselves, like to the wrong people. And as a result, it ends up, costing them their peace because you are in a relationship where you think you can let your guard down. You don't have to be so protected. And unfortunately, sometimes it's the wrong person. And once that peace is lost, both internal peace, peace of mind, when that doesn't exist anymore, it's really hard to get that back. It's really hard to reattain that sense of peace in your life. And you begin to struggle. Your judgment is clouded, especially when you almost convince yourself that what you're getting out of a relationship with someone outweighs your priorities, like maintaining a peaceful life and being able to prioritize your own well-being, your mental health, things of that nature. So yeah, rule number one, when you're getting involved with other people, Pay attention to how they treat you. Pay attention to whether or not you feel like your peace is being respected when you are having these interactions because you are not supposed to walk away from any kind of interaction or chosen relationship feeling drained. You're not supposed to go home every night after you've had a date with a guy or after you've had a gone out and had dinner and drinks with a girlfriend, right? You're not supposed to go home at night with all these questions in your head or feeling like you're just absolutely drained from the encounter. You're supposed to go home and lay down and feel at peace. You're supposed to say that was a wonderful time. I can't wait to do it again and look forward to that next time when you're going to be around these people. So at some point in your life, you will reach an age where you start to realize, and we covered it a lot on outgrowing friendships, I no longer like the way this is making me feel. And when we are discussing protecting your peace, that is going to play a big part in that. You're going to start recognizing when relationships are stealing your peace and draining you of energy. And hopefully you can find it within yourself to feel the need to protect that and put a guard up and say, I don't want to feel that way anymore. And so I'm not going to. And at that point, I think it's a good idea to reassess the people you have in your life and start, you know, start eliminating some of those relationships that aren't bringing you peace anymore. I think a big part of protecting your peace is creating it, you know, and that's what we've been talking about is 
It's not something that's going to come naturally. It's something you have to actively engage in and be a part of, like you have to be a part of that process and creating a peaceful life for yourself. And sometimes that means distancing yourself from unhealthy behaviors. Um, that's on protecting your peace guys. Protect it. It's no one else. Please. Yeah. It's no one else's responsibility, but yours, nobody is going to give a damn up next. We wanted to kind of take some time to thank you guys for being so open and vulnerable and sharing your questions that you had, uh, seeking advice for our advice segment and spilling your secrets. I'm not going to lie for a minute there. I'm like, who's actually going to send anything in because this is like a really vulnerable thing to be able to, you know, write in things that they've been through or things that they're struggling with. And the response was amazing and overwhelming in the best way. So I wanted to like, yeah, me too. And I wanted to let you guys know, I did create a post about it. And I did kind of give you guys peace of mind and letting y'all know that everything that we discuss here is confidential. Casey doesn't even know who wrote in, like, this is just strictly for the discussion purposes, it will be deleted as soon as I receive it and jot it down like on a piece of paper. And so, yeah, do not hesitate to reach out. If you need help, you need that, you know, advice. We're here. We're your girlfriends. We, we have your back and we want to just help you out. So we're going to start with our first question that we had someone who's needing advice. And this is what our listener said. I'm struggling with intimacy while married with young children. Okay. This girl is on the struggle bus. She is, I guess, having a hard time finding intimacy within her marriage. And Casey, I know that you are not married and you don't have kids, but like from an outsider's perspective and, you know, just a woman, how, how do you feel about that? You have any advice you'd like to offer a listener? Um, well, okay. Intimacy issues with kids. I mean, they fall asleep at one point, right? Like <laughs> eventually though. And depending on how old they are, there's melatonin out there. Um, <laughs> look, I have nieces and nephews. Okay. Like I know how it works. Um, but I think make time. I think if I were, you know, in a relationship and had kids, I think that that would be one of my main things, like to keep it, keep the fire alive, right. um, like make time. Make I don't time. care where it is. <laughs> you have a house, apartment, wherever you're living, there's different spaces that your kids are not in <laughs> that you can make it happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that it is definitely once again, um, it sounds easy, right? But the the matter is, um, and it's a great point. Like if it's a priority to each of you, like you will make the time, you will find the time. And I think this kind of circles back to what we were discussing just a minute ago about sacrifice, right? Like sometimes those things that are important to you, like you have to make sacrifices to make them happen. And here's the thing you'll hear a lot of people say like, well, sex is not the most important thing in a relationship. It is to me. Okay. (laughs) To some people, sex is the most important thing in a relationship. It is what keeps you intimately bonded. 
It is what keeps you guys trusting each other and being vulnerable with each other. Like there's no other comparison in a relationship. You can go watch a movie, you can eat a meal together, you can do all kinds of other things that, you know, to show each other, you love each other, but nothing comes close to that level of intimacy in my opinion. Okay. So we talked a little bit about love languages, Cassie and I, and one thing I do want to advise this struggling mama is you have to know what your husband's love language is. Okay. And he has to know what yours is too. And I don't know how long y'all have been married, how many children you have. Like, I don't have all those details, but what I do know is if you know each other well enough to decide you want to spend the rest of your life together, you have to know each other to some degree. So make a conscious effort to ask yourself, am I meeting his needs? Like whatever his love language is, if he likes it when I have his clothes nice and ironed, or if he wants me to make his favorite meal for him, you know, sounds very old school, right? But like those just little acts of (laughs) kindness and like ways of like spreading love to your spouse, like whatever is important to him. It doesn't have to be that, you know, like when I help him with yard work, like, I don't know. Wash his car. Yeah. Wash his car. Like, what is it that he, yeah. And you might have to dig deep to like, when you guys first started dating or when you first met, like, I remember he used to love it when I would bake him an apple pie. Like, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever it is. (laughs) Have you ever baked an apple pie for someone? Cause I haven't. (laughs) No, but I I just am picturing like someone being like a little apron. Yes. (laughs) With an apron and their hair up in a bun. You got it, girl. You got my point is I'm sorry. Cassie, that make an effort, like make a conscious effort to impress your man. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, why can't we just discuss normalizing, like trying to have your man be swooned by you? Like get cute like if you if you I don't know what you do for a living if you work all day if you stay at home with the kids like he comes home one night like have the kids in bed and like put some makeup on if you haven't put makeup on all day and just like feel yourself and he'll start like he'll start recognizing that you know like there's nothing wrong with a woman taking initiative you know I actually talked to my sister about this not too long ago and she said you know what the problem is like too many women are afraid to like be themselves and acknowledge like hey I want this (laughs) like (laughs) like how old are we like why don't you just be like (laughs) give me that (laughs) I'm joking for real like you're married, dude. Like, why don't you just tell him like, Hey dude, we have not done anything. It's been two weeks. Like I'm shriveling up here. Like what yeah. is going on? And I this think is that, not a WAP. Okay. <laughs> I think that like own that shit and let him know, like, this is important to me. Like I have sexual needs too. Without that communication happening, like, how is he going to know? Maybe he thinks you're good too. Maybe he's exhausted. I don't know. There's no way that we're always going to be completely in sync. He might be exhausted when you're fully energized. You might be like, don't touch me when he has energy. NBA finals might be on when you're fine. You know, like, I don't know. You guys have to, the one thing y'all have to have in common in a marriage or in any relationship is that you each have to be each other's priority. Okay. Because jobs, kids, family life is not going anywhere, you know? And if you guys are not keeping each other at the top of that list of priorities, like everything around y'all work is going to crumble. Like you guys are a team. And so I think that so many people 
get embarrassed and feel like kind of ashamed. And I, I mean, for me, it's a cultural thing. Like, I don't think that women are empowered enough to like discuss the importance of their like sexual desires, you know? And I think that that's not healthy. So, um, you know, I hate to also touch a little bit on this, but I don't know how old you are and I don't know how old your husband is, but if there is a problem deeper than just not finding the time and being unable to prioritize each other, um, go get help, like go talk to the doctor and, you know, convince your husband, like, are you having issues? Like, that's a real thing. You know, ED is no joke. Like it affects a lot of men. I don't have the statistics or the numbers, but like, don't be too ashamed. You want to keep your marriage passionate and happy. And lastly, don't be afraid to take care of yourself lady, because if no one else is doing it, and if he's working 12 hour shifts and you are feeling really sexually frustrated, like take care of yourself. Like there's no shame in exploring your, your, your own sexuality. And Cassie, do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that <laughs> girl. If, well, I will send Iris all the deets on where yeah. you should go. Yeah. Um, we, we're here to support you. And, um, I, again, I know it's so much easier said than done. Like if you're like me and never have a babysitter and don't have a lot of, you know, support around you. Um, and you don't have the luxury of just going and dropping your children off with their grandparents or things of that nature. Um, I get it. Like it's tough. And sometimes you might even have to say tonight, you have to plan it. Like it gets to the point sometimes where you have to plan that shit. And you might have to say tonight is the night, babe. Like it's been a minute. We need to spend time. Sing to him, sing it girl. So sometimes you have to say, we're getting up tonight. Okay. I want to spend time with you. I'm going to set an alarm after the kids are asleep and we're going to get up and I'll meet you at the sofa. <laughs> and you guys just have to make it happen. Casey's never going to sleep on my sofa again. I'm never <laughs> going over anymore. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. So hang in there. We are here for you. And let us know how it goes. We hope that that is helpful. Um, before we wrap up, I did want to cover one little secret. Um, and then we will let you guys go. So here is our secret. Gosh, there's a lot of secrets. I feel like we're going to have to make a whole spill sesh on spilling secrets because they are juicy. But this one really, really just kind of caught my attention. I accidentally slept with a married man. He wasn't wearing a ring and he never mentioned it. Casey. What? Yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Okay. Say it, say it again. He wasn't wearing a ring and he she, never mentioned it. He didn't mention it. Accidentally slept with him. When I read, I accidentally slept with a married man. I'm like, did he like trip and then like <laughs> land inside of you? How did that happen? like describe an accidental please sexual encounter <laughs> I would like to know you know what I'm um, gathering I mean, what I'm gathering from this I'm is not like, judging no we're, and here's the thing in terms of like the spilling secrets like we're not here judging we just want to discuss we want you to yeah. send a secret in and we want to just give our and maybe you can elaborate later that'd be yeah. fun too yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want you don't have to but um I okay accidentally Ooh. okay here's the thing and I know we have some male listeners, but men ain't shit. 
sorry. A lot of the time they're not. And they're going to do whatever they, they won't wear their ring to a bar or when they're out with their dudes, you know, a girl comes along, they could be chatting it up. She has no idea. Yeah. You know, and then at the end of the day, he made that obligation. Yeah. <laughs> Not her. But I feel like I'm going to get some slack for that. But she didn't know. It wasn't mentioned. But then again, it's like, you know, me being single and going on dates. Like, is that a question I have to ask? Well, like, are you married? Right, right, right. Um, or should I just think that because he's going on a date with me that he should be single? I mean, you would think that it was safe to assume, but as my right. grandpa always said, assume and you make an yeah. ass out of you and me. Like, but it's just, you don't know that. And so here's well, my take. Here's well, my take that is it. true. But but I guess. But who's to say he's gonna answer honestly? Like you can be there. There you okay. go. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing accidentally slept with a married man and he wasn't wearing a ring he never mentioned it okay so you didn't know he was married but he did know that he was married and he still pursued you and one thing led to another and you guys had sex okay I agree with you Cassie um I think that a woman in this situation like clearly if she's spilling the secret it's something that weighs heavy on her mind you know like I did that like dang and I don't I'm, I can't tell by by the message itself whether she it's something she's bragging on whether she feels proud whether she feels guilty I don't know what her feelings are about it but I think it happens more times than you would think right and I think yeah. it's not like the fact that it happened it's the fact of like did you let it keep happening you know like did you then find out and continue to like partake in that that's another I don't know she didn't say if it happened once because it can't accidentally happen more than once like that's not a thing um and so that's that's a question I may need to follow up with this little little spiller I needed to see if she if she, if she continued kinda, yeah if she continued because then but, yeah but if she did continue after he told her that he was married Okay, have you no, I'm gonna I'm trying to get into something else. Um oh, that Hulu show, Candy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Who so, watched that show? That was so good. Raise your hand. Yeah. That was um, really, I wasn't no, expecting but, that. It looked kind of like a, some weirdo shit, but it was really good. I know I agree. I uh, wasn't expecting mostly, to see Justin Timberlake on there either. I only mostly watched it just to see Justin Timberlake's cameo <laughs> and then I was out. But no. Um but in that situation, like she knew they were both married and they were it, just getting their rocks off. With that was other. different though. That was different because that was like an arranged situation. They were both, okay. like, you know, let's address this. We are going to have a whole episode on cheating. <laughs> we are. We are. But now like, I have to finish to. this one. Yeah, go ahead. So whatever. So say she slept with him accidentally. She didn't know he was married. Maybe then she got feelings because then she maybe never asked and it, whatever it continued and then he was like hey by the way I'm married and she's like well shit now I really like you what are you gonna do yeah because you sure as hell can catch feelings and I think that happens a lot where um you don't necessarily find out I feel like the only way that you may be able to like hook up with a dude and then later find out he's married is like if you start going well I don't know how they oh I think did she say where they met I don't remember but um what I'm trying to say is like if you go Facebook stalk them, Instagram stalk them and like, be like, what? He's got like a whole family. Yeah. Then he has what a if fam he doesn't? You know? 
Right. And you don't know. And then you have a few encounters with him and then, um, and then then you, what if you, you know, had unprotected sex and then now she's pregnant and now she's the other woman. Whoa. Okay. You just, (laughs) speaking of lifetime movies, you just like, literally that's like a whole script right there. I know (laughs) I'm basically a writer and a director for Lifetime. Shout out Lifetime. Just pick the story up. This is good. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, I think it happens more times than then you'd be surprised how many women don't give a damn if the guy's married. Did you know, I read once that a study showed men with wedding bands are more attractive and more desirable because you have a tendency to want what you can't have. Did you know that? Like it's a thing, you know, and you know what? I blame Eve. (laughs) Why'd she have to go tempting Adam? (laughs) She had to go tempt. And then the apple, you know, I'm not completely clear on that story. I need to do a little homework, but that's what we all need to be doing guys. I don't know. There was a slithery, a slithery snake. <laughs> came out and like told Eve to eat the apple and she did and that could be like a married like a wedding band on a guy's finger and it's just yeah. like, damn look guys it's but like particularly <laughs> this, no particularly particularly to this girl who wrote in um we don't blame you we don't blame you if it was a one-time offense okay if it happened you felt kind of shitty and icky about it afterwards like you know it is what it is and honestly, we can't even blame you if it happened multiple times and you you didn't find out till after the fact, because Casey, that's a really good point. She could have been seeing this guy a few weekends back to back. He could have been traveling for work. Like, we don't know what the situation is. Right. And I do mm-hmm. think that that happens more times than you think, like you get invested with this per like invested emotionally or sexually, whatever, both. And you know, you kind of might start picking up on some odd little behaviors. Like, well, that's weird. He never spends the night or, you know, that's weird. He only comes into town every so often. Um, and that's on you. Like you, that's a red flag. Those are red flags. And that steals your peace (laughs) because you're kind of like, you don't have all the answers. And I think at the beginning of a relationship or situationship, um, you don't expect to know everything about the person. You're still trying to take things slow and you're still trying to get to know them. So it's like, well, I don't really know what he's doing today, but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, you know, be thirsty and like reach out to him and ask him he's with his family girlfriend. Like he's over there with his wife. Like you can, you don't even know. So again, two things that we've learned, especially for the ladies, Don't be afraid to take initiative. If you are giving yourself to someone, if you're heavily involved with someone, if you're sleeping with them, don't be embarrassed to reach out and be like, what are you up to today? You want to grab lunch? Like, don't like, don't be afraid to send the triple text, send that triple text. You know, like you've got to know what you're getting into. It might be a whole ass married man. Right. So same thing. Yeah. Same thing. If you're married, don't be afraid to talk to your husband. Don't be afraid to voice your needs. And at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not trying to advocate for divorce or something, but this is why issues start happening. This is why cheating starts happening. This is why divorce, you know, broken marriages, because needs are not being met. And I'm not saying that the reasons they're not being met are not valid. We are exhausted. We are overworked. We are, you know, underpaid, uh, over, underpaid, overworked. Um, and the responsibilities never end, but our needs never end either, you know, and while we're living human beings on this planet, we want to live a good, nice, peaceful, satisfied life. And you need to make that conscious effort to make it happen for yourself. So advocate for yourself, protect your peace, talk to your partners, talk to your friends, 
weed out all the negative ones and don't fuck married men. That's all we have to say. But or do <laughs> Casey's still <laughs> guys, we're still working on Casey. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Cheating? I'm kidding. I'm just gonna no, no, I'm no, trying to be the bad guy. Cheating is not, we always need a devil's advocate to begin with. Okay. And cheating is not black and white. There's so much gray area. And I think that show you talked about, um, candy covers a lot of it. So if you guys haven't checked it out, you have time this week, this weekend, watch candy on Hulu. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a short limited series with Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake. And it's really incredibly done. And it's based on a true story. So check it out. And Cassie and I are going to be planning our cheating episode where we're going to be talking a little more about why people cheat and, you know, our perspective on the matter. So let us know if you have any other input, any other questions, keep those secrets spilling in. You have, we're, we're asking for cheating secrets right now. (laughs) So don't be shy, share them. And if you have any advice, if you've been cheated on, if you're, if you think you're being cheated on, or if you're a cheater, whatever it is, um, send all that stuff in and, um, yeah, we can't wait to spill with you guys again soon. Cassie, as always, thank you for hopping on with me tonight. Taylor, yeah, we miss thank you. you for having me. Yeah. yeah, Taylor's, I think she's packing for um, New York or she's doom scrolling one or the other. <gasps> one or the other. We'll never know with that girl, but we hope you have a great time in NYC. Tay, we love you. I know she loves it when I call her Tay. <laughs> have a good, have a good evening, guys. Take care. And Bye. we'll see you next time on 60 Minutes Spill. Bye-bye. Thank you.